재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Well, as of noon yesterday, four new cases of locally transmitted Zika were confirmed by Singapore's health authorities, bringing the total number of confirmed cases to 333 since the first case was identified last month. Now, the virus has been detected in several Asian countries, including Bangladesh, Malaysia, and the Philippines, according to the WHO. However, the scale and concentration of the Singapore outbreak raises questions about the country's vulnerability to infection and the effectiveness of public health measures. And to give us more analysis on this, we're very pleased to have joining us from London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, Infectious Disease Epidemiology, Professor David Heyman. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining us. First, uh, authorities have said that none of those infected had recently traveled abroad to Zika-affected areas. In your view, what do you think is causing uh, this uh, outbreak in Singapore? Well, it's not yet clear what's causing the outbreak. Well, it's clear that it's being caused by Zika virus. The genetic sequencing of that virus, in other words, looking to see what it looks like genetically, indicates that this is a virus which has been in Asia for quite a while. And this is just an outbreak that they've picked up because of their extensive surveillance and disease reporting system. In your view, is it spreading quickly in an unusual manner in Singapore? Well, at present, it seems contained to certain areas. But, you know, a disease that's carried by a mosquito, which is mobile and which can fly around um, the whole area in Singapore will inevitably spread the disease a bit further. What's not known is whether this virus, which is the Asian strain from Asia, will react the same as the Asian strain that, that is now in Brazil. So those are some of the questions that the Singapore government will be looking at. Right. Now, we normally think of Singapore as this very advanced, very wealthy nation with a top-notch um, healthcare system. Uh, they are, of course, dealing with this uh, outbreak of Zika, but they've also had a, a, an unusually high incidence of dengue fever as well. Health authorities saying the total number of people this year who've had dengue already surpasses the entire number of last year. Um, this is, again, I guess, to get your expertise on the issue for the benefit of our listeners, Professor, but could you just briefly tell us the differences and maybe even similarities of uh, the dengue virus and the Zika virus and and why Singapore, at least on the outside, appears to be having such a difficult time right now? Well, as you say, Singapore is one of the most advanced uh, technologically uh, countries in the world. And they've been devoting very much time and effort and finance to mosquito control. And it just shows you how difficult, even in some of the best um, equipped and, and richest societies it is to control mosquitoes, especially the day-biting Aedes mosquito, which is the mosquito that transmits dengue and also Zika. Because this mosquito, as you know, can breed even in furled-up palm leaves where there's a collection of water. It's very easy for it to breed anywhere, and so any standing water anywhere that lasts for a period of two or three weeks is the site where mosquitoes can breed and reproduce. So what this shows us is that even some of the most technologically advanced societies have difficulty in vector control. So we don't have all the tools we need yet to do a good job with vector control or mosquito control. Dengue and Zika virus come from the same family. 
and they therefore are carried by the same mosquito. And even in looking in the blood at people who have been infected with dengue, for example, it's very difficult to then determine whether they've also later on been infected with Zika because the antibody the, the antibody response is so similar mm. and the antibodies in the blood are so similar. So that's an interesting point then is that they are from the same family yet because you normally think of Again, this is just a broad generalization by a layperson, but if you have the cold, you can't really necessarily get a separate strain of the common cold um, simultaneously is is the understanding. You can, though, indeed be infected with dengue and Zika at the same time? No, that's not known. Okay. What can happen okay. is you could be infected with dengue in the past, and then you could be infected with Zika at the present. And the question is, does the antibody or the, the immune response that occurred for dengue also work for Zika? That's one of the questions that hasn't been answered yet. In terms of, and as we're pointing out, this is not necessarily an indictment on Singapore being unprepared or uh, not coming to grips with the outbreak, but as far as Singapore itself, it is a wealthy nation. It is uh, a nation that has a very advanced healthcare system, screening procedures, but is there something unique to the city-state itself, whether it is because it is such a uh, global hub that people are coming back and forth, that there's something that leads to, or maybe even the climate, uh, uh, the region where it is in, that um, it lends itself to being more vulnerable to these mosquito-borne diseases than, let's say, a country like South Korea? Well, it's clear that borders don't protect against infectious disease. And while Singapore is an air hub, and people do get off airplanes and move into Singapore and move out into the, into travel again. Um, it's it's like all other places. South Korea, for example, had MERS coronavirus, yes. which came into South Korea. So you know, no country has borders that will protect itself against infectious diseases. What Singapore has done is develop very strong disease detection systems and their hospital system. Re- reports very rapidly if they do detect any unusual disease such as Zika infection. But just because then, for example, if they are just situated closer to the equator, it does not necessarily mean they are more vulnerable to mosquito-borne diseases than countries that are farther north. Well, there's a a belt across the, the globe in which the Aedes mosquito can live and reproduce. And that includes many countries, including the southern part of the United States, parts of Europe, and all the way across into to Asia, and then into Latin America and Africa. So, you know, um, these, these mosquitoes are very um, important vectors of many diseases, dengue, chikungunya, um, yellow fever, and also Zika. And so what's important is to concentrate on making sure that there's the best possible mosquito control, but in addition, helping people understand the importance of preventing mosquito bites. Zika is a concern for many countries, including the United States, as you say. Uh, uh, it is in the southern part of the area. We've seen cases there. Even in South Korea, we've had uh, several cases, um, uh, the vast majority of them from being from travelers who've actually specifically gone to Brazil, and it is a concern even in the lead-up to the Rio Olympics, but does containing Zika 
require different strategies for different countries, um, how South Korea handles it, how Singapore handles it, how the United States handles it. And, um, and specifically with the Singapore situation, uh, what do you think they will do? What do you think they need to do to try and, I guess, stem the, uh, the further uh, spread of this uh, virus? Well, I, to talk about Singapore first, they're doing exactly what needs to be done. They're investigating where the cases might have come from, where they're going. They're handicapped because there aren't all the tools necessary to do a complete um, assessment because, as I said, the immune response to one of these viruses um, causes antibody which reacts with antibody to those other um, infections as well. And so it's very difficult to see whether someone in the past has had Zika infection But it's easy to see whether they have a current infection because you can look for the virus. Once the virus is gone, there are antibodies, and it's very difficult because technology has not yet developed the test to distinguish. So Singapore is doing the best that they can, and they're doing an exemplary job. And other countries are doing the same. The U.S., Brazil, others, all are doing what is appropriate in their own context and within their financial capacities to deal with this infection. All right, good to know. Professor Heyman, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much.